All right, welcome everybody. My name is Kevin. My name is Devin. And this is <laughs> I. Devin just realized that we have rhyming names. Exciting yes. times. I ruined my childhood. This is a brand new show where trying out give gonna spin the wheels on kick the tires whatever the correct expression is and what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through our past and watch movies tv shows that we beloved and this first episode we're gonna start out with jumanji 1995. 95 i didn't realize how old that movie was until i looked it up like to watch it last night i was like oh shit that movie's i, I was five when it came out that's wild I, I thought it was at least i don't know i would have said 99 like it came out in the oh, same wow. year as the matrix or something but nah, i guess not what were some of the things you remembered from your original watching of jumanji and what were some of the things that you did not expect to see well should we go over like what for those of you that like haven't seen it should we go over like like a brief overview of what the movie is. Who hasn't seen Jumanji? Like you're, know, absolute, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> um, like, well, I mean, for instance, my little brother has never seen Jumanji. I was like, hey, dude, uh, I just watched Jumanji. He's like, oh, you, the one with the rock? And I just, <laughs> like, threw up. You Google Jumanji, you have to Google, like, Jumanji 95. We're slowly forgetting that that's the OG, you know? Yeah. That that's the original. But, okay, so... Jumanji is the story, the original Jumanji is the story of a young Robin Williams or a young, or a young Alan Parrish, <laughs> right? It's not young uh, Robin Williams, who finds a board game, a magical board game where you roll the dice and whatever it says happens, whether it be there's a stampede or a monsoon or a hunter from out of the jungle is going to come and try and kill you. That actually happens in real life. And you have to finish the game in order for all the crazy stuff to go away. And craziness ensues. And that's the, the elevator pitch. Um, yeah. yeah. What I remember about the movie prior to watching it last night is just all of, like the action, like the action packed sequences, like all the stampedes and like the funny birds and the lion in the house and the, the, the monkeys running around. But I didn't realize until yesterday, I, I didn't realize until rewatching how much of a horror movie this is. For instance, like in the very beginning, young Alan Parrish, he rolls the dice and he gets sucked into the game. And Sarah Whittle, she is chased out of the house by bats. And then it just fast forwards 26 years later. What, what if it was just Sarah Whittle's movie from that day on? Like her entire life, she's in and out of psychiatric hospitals trying to explain what happened to this kid. Alan Parrish's father is looking for his son, doesn't know what happened to him. Sarah, adult Sarah Whittle paid like thousands of dollars to convince herself that what she saw was not real. And then Robin Williams appears out of nowhere and forces her to play the game again. It's a horror movie in every to everyone else but the kids and Robin Williams. You have to play the game, Sarah. <laughs> that's you have that's to come movie. back and finish the game, Sarah. Well, that's that right there is the secret to a good 
a good kids adventure movie. I think that there's a sort of unwritten rule when it comes to kids movies, at least from this era, where it's like, if you don't acknowledge the life and death stakes, then it's not really an issue. There's this <laughs> home alone-ish sequence in a, in a convenience store or supermarket where a guy with a gun is chasing these children and they're like putting detergent on the floor yeah. to like make them slip around like they're booby trap in the store. The dude's um, got a sniper rifle yeah. with his, I'm pretty sure, a grenade launcher attached that he yeah. just bought from a store around the corner. Also, I think <laughs> they probably, like, in writing this, they were like, all right, this movie is, like, getting kind of crazy. We should probably add David Allen Greer <laughs> in here at some point. Peak, peak David Allen Greer. That's, this is, like, one of the many beautiful moments of my childhood is just laughing at David Allen Greer <laughs> and his <laughs> screams. His high pitched scream. And the other thing I really remember about this a lot the effects heavy, the action. And I gotta say, a lot of them do not hold up. A lot of them. The lion, I remember looking like real i was like oh shit that's a real lion and then i saw it again i was like okay i feel like i remember watching this movie as a kid and even then being like those monkeys look a little janky yeah they didn't render those completely sometimes i see a claymation baby or something and i'm like that looks like the monkeys from jumanji (laughs) anytime you have an animal with a human-like face and that's that's really where it falls apart for you. Because mm-hmm. I actually thought one of the best effects was the stampede. And it's not so hard really? to do a rhino or something, but you got to. Well, they probably them. did the stampede first, and it was like, okay. <laughs> and they ran out. But we, we, <laughs> they were, what else do we Whoops. have? We have the mosquito, the monkeys, and the oh, lion. Also, the spiders, now that I think about it, they were really well done because they were all animatronic too. I remember mm-hmm. watching it being like, this spider. I mean, they're clearly <laughs> fake, but it's there's kind of a Ray Harryhausen, you know, skeletal stop motion thing going on that's fun. Right. Uh, the movie starts out uh, with what I still maintain is a really strong opening scene where it takes place in. Uh, it's not quite colonial times. I don't remember if it says when, but there's these two. 1869. And they are, and these two kids are burying the game. And yeah. one of them has the great line. He's like, what, what happens if somebody finds it? And, he's like, and there's like this dramatic pull in on his face. Like, and may God have mercy on his soul. Oh, a really good. May God have mercy on your soul. I've only seen a few. But then so we meet a young Alan Parrish, a young Robin Williams, and life is, at first life seems like is great for this kid. He's riding around, the police know his name, they're stopping traffic for him. Hey, Bill. How's it going, Bill? Hey, Alan. uh, I'll stop traffic. Come on, come on through. (laughs) Thanks, Bill. I'm going to go see my dad at the shoe factory. That kid grew up to be Joseph (laughs) (laughs) Gordon-Levitt. Young Joseph Gordon-Levitt's got troubles. He's, he's kind of pursued by a cabal of bullies on bicycles, as often happens in these children's movies. His Never dad- Never went into a group of kids on bicycles in late 1960s. No, no, no. no, no Especially no, no. in a Stephen King movie. And uh, this does have a lot of Stephen King vibes in the beginning, it, for sure. Yeah, 
for sure. So yeah, he he flees from these bike bullies and he goes to his dad's shoe factory uh, where he meets uh, D.A.G., David Allen Greer, as a young man yes. who has basically invented Air Jordans. Uh, in the 60s. Uh, yeah. which In the 60s. <laughs> so he, he pulls a really big double whammy here where he uh, both gets David Allen Greer fired because he puts the shoe on a conveyor belt and then doesn't take responsibility for it. In he'll, the be late 60s. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's going to Broadway. <laughs> he's going to go to Broadway. He's got, he's got living color <laughs> in the future. And then he gets the crap beat out of him. So he's about to leave. He's going to run away. But uh, Sarah, Whittle. Sarah Whittle shows up, the girlfriend of the guy on the bike, the ringleader goon who Bill. beat him up earlier that day. <laughs> You've got all these names down, man. I saw for the first time again, man. It's, it's, it's a fresh coat. So that, then they begin to play Jumanji because the one, he found Jumanji earlier in the day after getting beat up. He can hear the drums uh, that only yeah. children can hear for some reason, I guess, because children play games. and I didn't know still. that. I did not know that. That's even more like that, that speaks to how menacing this game is. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, ruin the lives of these little ass kids that are anywhere <laughs> near me by playing this ominous beat that only they can hear. You know, I got it. I mean, that. terrifying as it may be, I, I found it quite, I mean, I, when they were for, when they found it in the attic a little bit later in the film, I was like, yeah, just let, yeah. these, just let these drums play. Yeah, yeah. Let so them let's, let's go jam real quick. Uh, that that would be hilarious if like, somebody like listens to it and is like, oh, let me just go get my guitar. Like, yeah, keep going, Jumanji. Play that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he gets sucked into the game, and then some bats come out of the chimney, also summoned by the game. I will say, the uh, not the bats, the... Uh, this getting sucked into the game effect happening there and then happening when they beat the game, that to me is the best effect in the movie. Uh, yeah, also one of the ones that they did first, for sure. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. how are we going to get this kid into the game? All right, we're going to turn his fingers into sand mm-hmm. and then we're going to have it all suck him from his fingertips to his feet down into the center of the board game. Make it happen. I'll be right back to see about lion prosthetics or <laughs> animatronics. We'll get to uh, it. Oh, which, which brings us to uh, present day 1995 and uh, yeah. moving into this. And this aunt is a saint. Like yeah. taking in these two kids doesn't seem to have any ties of her own because they moved into this house seemingly from out of town. Um, um, she first, and she like redecorates the entire house in one afternoon. Is she bought, she killed it. Amazing. Um, but then she's got these good for nothing kids who yeah. one is a sociopath. Kirsten Dunst here is she mm. so these two kids are orphans. Their parents died not six months before the beginning of the events of this movie. And she is making up elaborate stories about how they didn't love her, and then she's mm. laughing to herself about it. Spit on their grave. She's their fresh grave. I, I guess you would do it like that because you don't want kids to get too upset by the parent yeah. death. You're like, oh, if the kids are o- over it, then like children watching it won't think it's such a bad thing. Yeah, because it is played for laughs. Like the fact that uh, Peter is just ignoring everyone and not talking to him. Thank you. Uh, 
they start personality. <laughs> they start playing the game. And uh, say what you will about millennials. These kids roll with the punches early on. Those wasps show up, the monkeys and the lion, and they want to keep going. They're not yeah. scared of this game. Like, all right, like, is it your turn? Yeah, they're <laughs> like, we got to, let's get through this, man. Let's keep yeah. doing it. Then Robin Williams shows up in very impressive fashion. That, that was the best shape I think he's ever been oh. in. He fought a fake he, lion, which was He fought a fake lion. He, hopped, he jumped over the lion oh. on a chandelier. So then something crazy happens. He's like running around. He's like, mom, dad, I'm home. And he's like, yeah. are you guys my little brother and sister? It's like, dude, you're 40 years old. Are you guys my brother and sister? I forgot about that. Yo, we are nine and 12 years old, sir. <laughs> um, and then he, uh. he's like, I won't play the game. He goes into the street. Mm-hmm. And David Allen happens to be driving down the road and he jumps up on the car and he looks at him all wild-eyed. Like he's never seen a car before. I mean, it, it's like Robin Williams. He was a, <laughs> like a 12 year old kid in the sixties. He know he's yeah. seen a car. <laughs> so yeah. So they eventually get him on board. I forget exactly how do you, I think they, uh, are they reverse just psychology. Like, Allen understandably is, super afraid to play he doesn't want to get sucked back into the game but peter's just like you know what fine it's okay he's too scared we don't need him pretty much the marty mcfly chicken equation you just call him chicken and then he'll you get him to do whatever you want so they get alan robin williams back in the game newly shaved you know wearing a tweed jacket cleaned up yeah (laughs) then they discover that it's not actually even alan's turn they have to get sarah whittle involved she has to finish the game sarah sarah and whittle always pronounced sarah whittle nigga whittle 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 sarah whittle and she's like please no i don't want to play and alan's just like okay you know you don't have to play hand them to me oh yeah he goes right. she drops the dice in his hand but he moves his hand mm. and that counts as a roll and he goes tricker something like that sorry that brings me to like the this one thing I noticed watching early on in this movie is that the dice rolls are total bull. I, I went through and I counted. There was so they were rolling two dice, which yeah. go up to twelve. So it's like if you think about it, it's like half of the roll should be seven or higher. There mm. are no rolls higher than seven, and we only even see four rolls that are seven. So out of like the twenty <laughs> rolls we see in this movie. No one ever rolls higher than a seven. It's That's like, called plot dice, baby. <laughs> so now they got everybody on board. They're playing the game. Things are continuously getting out of hand. And then we are introduced to the hunter yes. who's, what the hell is his name? I'm going to, do you remember? Van Pelt. Van Pelt. That's right. Yeah. And I have to say, when I first saw this as a kid, I completely did not notice that it was the same actor as the father. Get out of here. I didn't know. I mean, when I first saw it as a kid, obviously this, I noticed it immediately this time. Okay. But right, the first like one or two times I saw the movie, like when I saw it in theaters, I didn't realize that that was his father in like a bad mustache and yeah. a safari hat. I, bad mustache. I don't know about bad mustache. I mean, it, yeah, looks, a- it looks fake. I mean, if yeah. that's a real mustache, it's, it's glorious. Like it's anybody, a jungle stash, baby. 
Imagine that, man, being young Alan Parrish in the jungle, being chased by this dude that looks like your father that you <laughs> just try to run out on as a, like this. Th yeah, th this is where you get to see uh, Robin Williams in action again, which is, yeah, he, he was working out, I think, man, because he was moving. He was like literally running through the whole house, dodging bullets, man. Like that's that took the game to a whole nother level. So the chase is on between Van Pelt and Robin Williams as they try and finish the game. It's around this time that Little Monkey Boy becomes Little Monkey Boy, and he tries <laughs> to cheat, and we get the only high roll is a 12, but is, he's cheated, so it doesn't count, and he turns into a monkey. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that happens with that character. That's his character arc. He, he learns that yeah. cheating is bad because you get turned into a monster boy. Not a lot of uh, plot development for young Peter. You know, I feel like the director's like, all right, we, this kid needs something. Kirsten Dunst, she's good. She's got, you know, range or whatever. This kid, I don't know, what do, what do we got? What do we got for him? Let's turn I him into a monkey. <laughs> That's, That's what the right, kids want, right? The kids will like that. A terrifying yeah. monkey boy. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> you got any spare lion? Do we, do we get rid of the lion? Let's, let's grab some of that lion fur. Somebody get the clippers. Just glue it on. <laughs> No problem, kid. You're going to be a star. You'll be a star. Yeah, we'll put the lion's tail on you. You're good. You're good to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I think that with the, with the young Peter character and Robin Williams, they were trying to create a parallel with the father-son relationship, which I would guess in earlier drafts of this script, in some drafts of this script, that was a bigger part of the story. Like the father... because. Mm. I look at this and I, I wrote down the, the heart of this story is, is a father connecting with his son and vice versa. And it not, it really takes a back seat to like the action of the game throughout the entire yeah. thing. It's, it's in Definitely. the beginning and then in the end. And it's like, okay, if you're an adult and you're prone to like notice those things more, but as a kid, I think that's totally over your head for the most part. Yeah, even still, because I saw it again, and I didn't get any message out of it <laughs> other than <laughs> say you're sorry <laughs> to your parents, I guess. Uh, don't don't I, get in the way of a recharging rhino. Yeah, keep rolling. The <laughs> kids are getting chased by Van Pelt. The, um, Robin Williams is with David Allen Greer, and so he's just having the worst day at work ever. Uh, his car gets stolen by some monkeys. He sees a stampede. It, it like he's Van running Pelt into ghosts up. of the past. Yeah, Van Pelt shoots up his car, <clears throat> and then everything uh, converges back at the house, and uh, the monsoon happens. And oh, the wait, house you guys is, also the the car gets eaten. Yeah, and that that is peak David Allen Greer screaming moment. He's just like. Ah, 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 ah. It's my he, favorite part of the movie. Fine, take it. Fine, take it. <laughs> uh, love him, David Allen Greer. If you're listening, man, we love you. This love is gonna be so a this is gonna be a great show. It's just, like, it's just people. <laughs> just listen to Devin and Kevin shout lines from Jumanji. For, yeah, just discuss hour. David Allen Greer movies. Next week, Mikhail's Navy. Uh, <laughs> So then they get to the front door of the mansion and they hear screaming inside and they can't get the door open. And David Allen Greer <laughs> tells the aunt to take a step back. He pulls out his gun and says, I always wanted to do this. 
is like there are children screaming on the other side of his door and he's excited it's like i've always wanted to kill a man hey, uh, man, it's it, not it, a lot of crime in new hampshire no, i i don't know there could be i mean it seems like there's right a lot of crime in this town yeah it's, it's a particularly rough day uh but the kicking of the door down backfires horribly as the there is a blast of water knocking both him and the aunt back that surely would kill any mortal mortal man or woman in yeah. real life but in not not so in the world of jumanji they both are pretty much okay except for yeah you know, and in fact david ellinger most of all his he's screaming as good as ever as a crocodile swims by <laughs> and, and now it's like gone from like a short like to like a whine he's like ah! <laughs> Um, things pick up really quickly from that point on. Uh, like things wrap up really fast. They roll the dice a couple more times. Uh, sociopath Kirsten Dunst gets shot in the neck with a poisonous uh, vine dart. Like a true sociopath, she says, "It's fine. Help them." Lucky <laughs> uh, Peter runs out to get the axe. He breaks the fourth wall. He's trying to yeah. like break into the shed with the axe. He stops, looks at the axe. He's like, oh, I've already got it. And then he looks directly at the camera. <laughs> Deadpool, heavily inspired by the original Jumanji. To get the axe, to break into the woodshed, to get the axe. The movie's quickly coming to a close. It, it culminates with Robin Williams being faced down by Van Pelt. He's got the dice in his hands. He drops them. He gets Jumanji. Everything gets sucked back into the game. Him and... Uh, Sarah wake up and they're back in 1969. All is mm. well. They end up growing up together, getting married, not having any kids of their own. Yeah. Let... She was pregnant. Oh, she was pregnant. That's right. Well, so they still we had... didn't watch the movie. And they didn't. Have... <laughs> uh, so they finagle kind of his like the way that fate and history works. So Peter and Kirsten Dunst's parents come and are to work for them. He's like, oh, so when can you start? And they say, oh, we're going to take a vacation in Canada, which is where they die. They died in a car accident while on vacation in Canada. And both Sarah and Robin Williams are like, no! No! We just need you to start right away. And the parents are like, okay, that's fine. No problem. Obviously, good thing. The parents didn't end up dying. You don't want them to die. But what would those parents must be thinking right there? They're like, this guy's a dick. Yeah. We just wanted to go on a little vacation. Like, we already bought tickets, <laughs> sir. Damn. What is your going to do this now at the Christmas party? Like, yeah. Y'all invited us here? My kids are right behind me. Yeah, this is what this is what the future of employment is going to be like, working under Mr. Burns here. Jeez. And the movie bookends very nicely in what I believe is supposed to be the sand, the sandy beaches of France. They're speaking French. Uh, it, okay, yeah. So it, might it be could strange. be it could be you know some East West African country or even they speak French in Haiti primarily, right? Yeah. So it could be yeah. one of they, those places. They tossed, they tossed the game into the, a river, yeah. and somehow it ended up on a beach on a different continent. Yeah, but it did, you know. And they say, and two young people, you know, they're young because they hear the drums, mm-hmm. are walking down the sand and say, "What's that sound?" And it's Jumanji 2, the sequel that never was. So that's Jumanji. That's Jumanji, everybody. Oh, Dave, we should also say, David Ellinger got his job back. 
uh, young oh, yeah, Al yeah, Parrish yeah. copped to break in the conveyor belt with the shoe. And uh, yep. the rest is history, man. Everybody's wearing the Air Force parishes or whatever. Yeah, David Allen Greer, he's at the Christmas party in the future mm-hmm. at the end. You know, he's playing the guitar with everyone. He's saying, the somebody break timeline. out the drums. Get the yeah, Jumanji, yeah, the Jumanji drums. Get a jam sesh going. Yes, sir. It wrapped up neatly. I forget how happy of an, of an ending it was. Except for those people's vacation getting ruined. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I'm curious. Did you, have you seen the sequels? Have you seen either of the new movies? I saw, I saw the first one. What did you think of it? I thought it was funny. I thought it, it, it was pretty funny. Um, this is, you know, entertaining. It leans more to being a kid's movie. It had subtle nods to the original, but I think it's better when you distance it from the original. It's more like a kid's movie. And I think this is the difference where it's like kids movies today versus kids movies back then. I think that we really underestimate the amount of like dark things that kids can handle in a quote unquote children's movie. What drives the story is just the thread of what's next. You know what I'm saying? Like, how is this role? Like what's going to come out to kill me next? So Devin, Devin, would you say that Rewatching this movie ruined your childhood? You know, I think despite the fact that as an adult, I can see how thrown into chaos this town was by one board game. No, I don't think it ruined my childhood. I'm surprised it took you that long to think about it. I'd say, no, no, this was a delightful rewatch. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not queuing it up to watch it again tonight or anything, but. Nah, even though you didn't watch it, you know, it's all good. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be back again in short order, probably in about a week. Uh, But until then. We're not doing anything else, so we might as well. (laughs) Watch a movie you haven't seen in a while. Maybe it'll surprise you. Later. Peace. Good job, man. We didn't watch the movie.